Alright, so we're not going to start this off the way we normally start these off. Today is going to be a rant. It's going to be the first one, but it's definitely not going to be the last one. And if you feel the same way I do, I suggest you do the same as me. Find a way to get this off your chest, because I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I've been holding on to a lot of this for four years. I've held on to a lot, of, a lot more than this for more than four years, but this in particular I need to get off my chest, and I'm sure that there's probably quite a few of you out there that feel the same way. So for lack, for, uh, for lack of better definition, we're going to say let's start at the beginning. It's 2015. We're still under the previous administration. For eight years, our economy has suffered. Our gas prices are at record highs. Unemployment at record high. People on foods at record highs. Our economy is the lowest it's been in a long, long time. It's a true depression. Families struggling to pay their bills and keep a roof over their heads. Food in their bellies, clothes on their backs. Keep their vehicles moving and keep a job. A lot of jobs aren't hiring. And the unemployment is just through the roof. This administration in 2015 is now coming to a close. And we watch as individuals come forward, politicians, and everyone start coming forward and announcing that they're going to run for president. And that they're going to run for president under this or that, either Democrat, Republican, Independent, whatever. And I get excited. Because an individual that I found out about during the one of Barack Obama's prayer breakfast speeches announces he is going to run for president. And the man, after my research of finding out who he is, was raised in a single mother's home with multiple brothers and sisters. Mom couldn't read and write, no dad anywhere. Very poor, grew up in the very poor side of town. Grew up, went to college, became a world-renowned, one of the best brain surgeons in the world. Also a man that's on fire for Christ. Big Christian. Everything that I could look for in a person to run a country was Ben Carson. And I was excited. And me and my mom both got excited about that. And we both jumped right on board with supporting him. And we watched as he ran through his campaign. 
And slowly but surely, to our dismay, we watched him fall further and further behind, until finally he stepped out of the race, and broken-hearted, confused, didn't know who I was going to vote for. Some of the candidates had some policies and things that kind of lined up with me, and others just, just had no interest in. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe I'll vote for Ted Cruz. I really don't like Bush because we've already had two of them. We don't need a third. And I don't really like how Bush has some of his policies set up. I really don't like how that's looking. Then Ben Carson comes out and endorses Donald Trump. <clears throat> Now, to be honest, when Donald Trump first announced that he was going to run for president, I kind of rolled my eyes, scoffed, and said, that's such a joke. He's a celebrity. He's just a rich guy. You don't need to be president. So I asked myself, why would Ben Carson endorse this person of all people? So I decided to look a little deeper into Donald Trump. What were his plans and policies? What were his plans and how to take things through the nation? And the more I paid attention, the more I liked him. The more I figured that he's exactly the person I need to vote for. So after I decided that that's the person I need to go ahead and pay attention to and vote for. I watched the debates and listened to the media as they said that Donald Trump didn't have a chance to beat everyone in the debate. And I watched a man that nobody believed in stand tall in each debate and one by one knock out each one of the opponents to finally be the last man standing and win the Republican primary. Then I seen that Hillary Clinton won her primary for the Democratic Party. Now knowing what I've known about the Democratic Party and knowing what I've known about the Clintons, I knew that everything that I needed to know about the Clintons I already knew, so I didn't need to look in, into them at all. So I watched through the debates and through the general election process as media after media said that, well, he won his primary, but he'll never beat Hillary Clinton. 90% chance that Hillary Clinton is going to take the presidency and she's going to be our next president first female president in the United States history. So not having much faith on election day, I went out to the polls, cast my vote, came back home to watch 
the results come in. And state after state, watch state after state go to Donald Trump. And watched a man totally beat the odds and come to be the 45th president of the United States. All of this after watching him be called a racist, a sexist, a xenophobe, homophobe, and all these other things that he was accused of. And having to listen to the Democrat call Trump supporters deplorable. Now, if you don't know what that means, in layman's terms, deplorable means unwanted. Had to listen to a candidate call us unwanted. I don't know about you, but if somebody calls a bunch of people unwanted, chances of getting much support after that kind of diminishes. So we watch Donald Trump wins the presidency. Shortly after that, we hear about Russian collusion and Russian interference with our presidential election. And I think the humblest I've ever heard Donald Trump be tells them to please go ahead and investigate. Look into this and make sure that he did win the presidential election fair and square. And that if he didn't, we needed to try to take care of that problem and fix it before it became a big issue. But don't take too much time because I have a country to run. That's what he told him when he was accused of being part of a cheating win to win the presidency. Then we had to go four three or four years of constantly listening to Russian collusion and Russian meddling <clears throat> and all these things that he was accused of. Thousands and millions and billions of dollars spent on a bogus investigation that proved nothing except that the people on the other side were the ones to blame. Because we found out <clears throat> Russian collusion was actually on the Hillary campaign. But that was quickly swept under the rug and we never heard anything about that. But they kept pushing for the Russian collusion on Donald Trump. Then they decided that they were going to continue investigating based on a dossier created by the Clinton Foundation. <laughs> a false dossier. And that was their whole basis for their investigation against Donald Trump. So we watched them waste taxpayer dollars for nothing. 
Then it was an abuse of power <clears throat> with a Ukraine phone call, which was secondhand hearsay evidence that a quote-unquote whistleblower used. Then we had to go through that process, and then an impeachment trial, which was quickly passed through the House of Representatives, which was mostly dominated by Democrats, who all hated Donald Trump's guts and just wanted him out of office. They pass it, and then it moves to the Senate where it's squashed because there was no evidence of any kind against Donald Trump with the Ukraine phone call. But we did find out something else. We found out something about Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Hmm. That got swept under the rug pretty quick, though. We didn't hear about that for a while, either. Then, Donald Trump's economy that he planned to create was reaching record highs. Record low unemployment, record high closing in the trades. The economy was doing great. Gas prices at an all-time low, unemployment at an all-time low, less people on food stamps than ever before. It's 2019. The Democrats are gearing up, getting ready to start running through their primaries to select a person to run against Donald Trump. Everything they've tried to get rid of Donald Trump has not worked. Then we have things going on in Hong Kong and China with people in Hong Kong fighting for their freedom against the Chinese communists trying to take over their country. They're hollering out for Donald Trump and the United States to help them, and there's riots, and it's slowly getting more and more violent. Then all of a sudden, in October, this new mysterious virus shows up, and suddenly we don't have the riots and the fighting going on in Hong Kong anymore. And then somehow, this new virus gets spread throughout the countries. Then shows up in here, in the United States. And then we shut down our economy. And Donald Trump's economy, that he built for four years, starts to crumble. Of all the things that he could run on for re-election, his economy was the strongest, and that's really, really good for him to be able to run on a strong economy. But the coronavirus destroyed that. He wanted to respond sooner, tried to respond sooner, and he was called xenophobic for trying. Once again, he was called a bigot, xenophobe, and everything else for trying to protect our country from a virus. Then later on, they said he didn't act fast enough and he didn't do enough to try to stop it. All these decisions he made were made 
by the advice of a Surgeon General, not on his own. But yet, it was Trump's fault. And that's what they decide to run their campaign against Donald Trump on. There's a failed economy and a failed decisions of how to handle the virus. General elections come around, we watch, even though we have the virus that's threatening all of us, we have the rallies for Donald Trump. Thousands upon thousands of people show up for Donald Trump, and after the Democratic primary, Joe Biden's running, and every one of his rallies, there may be a hundred people at the max. As we watch, we see that Joe Biden's mental health is unstable. He's having trouble speaking, and quite honestly, he doesn't seem like he's in a mental state to run a country. But they run it anyway. And from what we can see, Donald Trump is going to clearly win this election. But as we get closer to the election, the Democrats start pushing in certain key swing states, battleground states, for mail-in voting to help curb the possibility of spreading the coronavirus. Most of us looked at it and said that there's too much of a chance for fraud. That's not a good idea. We don't need to do it. Donald Trump agreed. He says we shouldn't do that. There's too much chance of fraud. But they pushed for it anyway. Election night rolls around, we all go out and vote, we all come home, sit down to watch the election results come in. And just like the last time we watched state after state, Donald Trump takes the lead in state after state after state. Then at some time in the night, some states decide that they need to stop voting for the night and they'll pick it up in the morning. And a lot of people just go ahead and go to bed because there's nothing else to watch from this point. It looks like Donald Trump's got it. And we're just going to go to go to bed and we'll pick it up in the morning and check it in the morning and see what it says in the morning. Now, Donald Trump is ahead by hundreds of thousands of votes in most places, tens of thousands in others. So we think, okay, he's got it. We go to bed. We go to bed. The next morning, things have changed. Now, me personally, I was up all night watching that. And I was watching when the fraudulent things started to appear. Before Donald Trump even came out to talk, I seen the things happen, and I, I knew right away that fraudulent things were happening. And I was already saying there's voter fraud. 
going on here. Something's not right. And then Donald Trump comes out and he says the same thing. And it makes me think, well, at least I'm not the only one that sees this. I'm not crazy. Then we get called sore losers because our candidate's losing and we don't want to admit that he lost. And we watch as slowly but surely the Joe Biden starts eating away at the leads that Donald Trump has in these swing states and then slowly takes every one of those states. Kind of odd, isn't it? And now we are, here we are a month after. And we have evidence of the fraud, video evidence, eyewitness evidence, eyewitness accounts. And we're still being told that there's no proof of voter fraud. See, here's the thing. The last time around, we were called the silent majority because most of us really weren't outspoken on who we wanted to vote for in office. We just kind of kept to ourselves. They didn't know. And then when election night came around, they thought they had it in the bag, but the silent majority stood up and said, no, we picked Donald Trump. And they couldn't fight it because they weren't prepared for it. So for four years, they kept us occupied with all the other stuff going on. While behind closed doors, for four years, they planned and they schemed and they prepared for the next election. The 2020 election was four years away, so they had to do everything they could for the next four years to keep us occupied while they planned everything out. From keeping us occupied with the Russian collusion and a Ukraine phone call and the COVID. Using all of this as cover, they planned it all out. <laughs> and then they executed their plans. And honestly, they probably would have got away with it. But the problem is, is since the last election, Donald Trump has gotten more support as people started to wake up and realize what was going on. In this election, Donald Trump had record numbers of minority votes from blacks and Hispanics, LGBT groups, and, ab and abroad. <clears throat> record numbers. More votes from the African-American community than any Republican before. More votes from the Hispanic community than any, vote, uh, any candidate before. More support from the LGBT than any, any time before. So the amount of votes that he got were way more than the Democrats even anticipated. Which is why at the beginning of the election night, the results were looking towards Trump.
because they hadn't planned for it. But they had a plan B. And by executing plan B, we forced them to overextend themselves and reveal their hand and reveal the cheating cards that were up their sleeves. All the fraud and everything is out in the open. Now all we have to do is try to be patient and hope and pray that the law will be on the side of good and not evil. We hope and pray that by the end of this election that Donald Trump ends up proved to be the winner and the fraudulent things that have been going on are traced back all the way to the people that planned it out to begin with the ones that moved the money around and made the plans to begin with are all brought down and the swamp gets a little bit cleaner see when he said he wanted to drain the swamp we all thought yeah, we need to get some of those corrupt politicians out of office. And I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I thought, well, drain the swamp, there's a few people that we could get out of office, for sure. The Clintons are one of them, and I'm sure there's a few others. But as we've watched over these last four years, we've found out that the swamp was deeper and dirtier than we ever thought before. Some of us knew it was pretty deep. We just didn't know how deep. And now in this election fraud that has been going on, we find out how deep it really goes. And for those of you on the left that keep saying that we don't have proof and there isn't enough evidence, see, here's the problem with your sentiment. If you're saying that there isn't enough evidence, then we have enough because any amount of evidence of voter fraud is enough to turn this around. If there's evidence of voter fraud to make the results questionable in any state, then it's enough to question the entirety of the election. Now to finish out this rant <coughs> here, they announced Joe Biden as president-elect. And Fox News, let me tell you something. I started not trusting you back in 2016. And here in 2020, you've proved that you are not to be trusted at all. You're just like the rest of the mainstream media, except you were a little more sneaky with it. You're part of the swamp just as much as the rest of them. So I hope that when this is all said and done, that you all go down and you all get a room paid for at Club Gitmo. I hope you all end up having your own room and your own brand new jumpsuit at Club Gitmo.
Pelosi, Clinton, Shiv, every one of you. I hope you all get to go down. Biden, I hope you do too. And Harris, you need to as well. Elon Omar, you need to join them as well. AOC, you're just, you just need to get out of office and go back to bartending. That's what you're good at. Because you're dumber than a box of rocks. Now, this is just part of my rant here. I'm just voicing some of my opinions on this part. But Joe Biden has announced as the president-elect, and then Joe Biden wants to call for unity. It's funny that you would call for unity when for four years we've had to listen to you call us deplorable. We've had to listen to you call us racist, sexist, white supremacists. You've called us xenophobe, homophobe. You've called us scum of the earth and everything else under the sun. We've been beaten. We've been killed. You've attacked us on a mental level, a physical level. You've, you've attacked us in every way possible for four years. And we've had to endure it and not do anything about it. And here in 2020, we finally stopped. We started to have enough and we've started to fight back. The silent majority is no longer the silent majority. We've started fighting back and then we're called terrorists. We're called the violent ones because we decided that we were going to fight back against the people that have been destroying us for four years. And then you want to stand up there and you want to call for unity? You're crazy. After dealing with the things that we've dealt with for four years, you damn right we don't want unity. At this point, a lot of us, a lot of us, are just about to the point where we're ready to go out for blood. Now, disclaimer here, I'm not, I'm not getting on here asking for anybody to go out and commit violence. But I tell you one thing. If Joe Biden and his whole cabinet gets away with this fraudulent stuff that has happened in this election, and he gets pushed on in as the new president of the United States for 2021, and he starts pushing his agendas that he's already said that he's going to do to come after our guns and our freedoms, You patriots need to be ready to stand. And it's not going to stop there. My Christian brothers and sisters, I'm sure if you've paid attention, you already know. He's going to be coming after us as well. 
I just hope that enough of us are armed and ready to go to battle, to fight for our freedoms and our country, because they will come after us. You mark my words. They're not going to come alone. They've got their support from the UN. They've got their support from China. In fact, I've mentioned it before. There's rumors about China. Chinese troops that are amassing on our northern and southern border borders in Canada and Russia. Or Canada and Mexico. I don't even know why I thought Russia. But in Canada and in Mexico, Chinese troops are amassing on those borders in the thousands. The UN has been gearing up and getting people ready for something for years. Something big has been on the horizon for a while. And I have a feeling that they planned to execute this a little bit sooner, but they didn't have it planned out well enough because when Donald Trump got into office, it threw a monkey wrench into their plans. See, I think that Donald Trump was placed here for a reason by God Almighty as a last chance for the American people to have just one more chance to turn away from what they've been doing. That last bit of peace. America's last chance to turn around. And I'll be honest, I think a lot of people woke up this time around but I don't think enough did. Too many people have been lulled to sleep, spoon-fed by the mainstream media and big tech into believing that Donald Trump is this horrible person and all they, all they know is orange man bad. That's all they know. And that's why a lot of them voted for Joe Biden, which supports a lot of the things that they say they hate. He is racist. He is sexist. He's a pedophile. And if you think I'm crazy, well, then I guess that you could just think I'm crazy. One of two things is going to happen. Either I'm going to be proved wrong, or I'm going to be proved right. But we'll find out eventually. So to conclude this, there's one piece of information that I do want to drop right now before I leave. Now when this happened, just before the election, when Joe Biden was at one of his rallies, everybody laughed about it because it just seemed to be something funny that his crazy mind said. And everybody laughed at it, including some people on Fox News. And honestly, when I first heard it, at first, for half a second, 
I laughed because it was funny. But when I heard it, and I thought about what the words were, it chilled me. Because I put it together pretty quickly, but I never said anything before now. This is going to be my first time telling anybody about this. And I'll get the sound clip. Listen to this. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to pressure. Now, a lot of people joked about that. See, here's the thing. A lot of people didn't pay attention. A lot of people didn't use their ability to decipher what somebody would say in a tongue-tied situation. When I tell you this, I'm going to play it one more time after I say it. He literally told what his plan is for his agenda. His agenda is to break down this economy. And not just our economy, but the world's economy. Now, if you listen to it closer, even though he's running the words together and he's kind of stumbling over himself, I want you to listen again. He's going to mobilize true international depression, meaning he wants to help bring the world's economy to its knees. And why would they want to do that? Because they want to force in the new world order. They want to force in the one world government and one world currency. But listen to it one more time with what I just said. And tell me if you hear the same thing I do. I'll lead an effective strategy to mobilize true international over to pressure. Now tell me, did that sound like he's saying true international depression? He got tongue-tied. And I don't, I'm not even sure if he was reading that off a teleprompter or not. Because in a lot of his stuff, he's reading off a teleprompter because he doesn't have the mental capacity to be able to speak on his own. But sometimes in his dementia state, his mind gets further, or his mouth gets further along than his brain can keep up with. And he occasionally will tell on himself. He's done it so many times before. Like talking about the Ukraine deal. Where he told them that he wanted that investigator fired that was investigating his son. And if they didn't, then the money that the United States was going to give to Ukraine, they weren't going to get. It was going to be withheld. 
and then they fired him, and then he bragged about it. That's one time he told on himself. Then he told on himself again, but nobody paid attention to it, and even the ones that heard it didn't care that he said it. He said that they have set up the biggest voter fraud, whatever, I don't even remember his exact words, but he told on himself. And right there, he kind of tells on himself again. You mark my words, as soon as he gets into office, he's going to destroy everything about this country. With a mandatory shutdown, again, that's going to tear the economy down the rest of the way, as if it didn't suffer enough. Mass unemployment, <clears throat> going to force mask mandates, which is also constitutionally illegal. Going to force vaccines, not through the government, they're not going to, but through everything else they will. And I've spoke on this before. They're going to force vaccines, not by a government mandate, but if you have no proof that you have the vaccine, you're not going to be able to go to the grocery store. You're not going to be able to go to work. You're not going to be able to buy or sell anything. So, what then? What is it then? Then you have no way of getting any money, or you can't go to the store, get your groceries, you can't do anything without that vaccine. But I'm getting into things that I've already spoke about, and today was just supposed to be a rant. Who knew that Sunday you were going to get not one, but two things? <clears throat> you get two shows today. Of course, this isn't really a show. This one was just a rant. So out of all that, I say this. You Democrats that are expecting peace and unity... After putting us through the shit that you've put us through for four years, you are absolutely insane if you think we're going to go along with your plans. And I say this to anybody out there who is in the military or law enforcement, you took an oath. Remember your oath. Your oath isn't to a person, it's to the Constitution. And if anybody goes against that Constitution, whether it be your leaders or not, then you need to take your oath and stand with it, whether you're standing against the people above you or not. Patriots, be ready. There's a chance we'll have to fight our way out of this. And if we do, 
then I guess we'll go through a new revolution. <clears throat> we'll either make it or we won't. But the last thing we need to do is we need uh, we stand by silently as we watch our freedoms slowly be eroded away and things taken from us one by one. We've stood in the corner and stayed quiet to keep from offending anyone for too long. Christians, you're in the same boat. You've stood by, stayed silent, just so you didn't offend somebody and hurt somebody's feelings for too long. See, the sorry state that our country is in is our fault. Our fault. We stood by, stayed quiet for too long, and we let them do it. Because we didn't want to offend somebody. I got news for you. The time to stand by and be quiet and not offend somebody is over. You need to be able to stand up and fight. Because at this point, that's all you have left. You've been pushed into a corner. You have nowhere else to go. After this, there's nothing left. But see, we might already be too late. All because we wanted to be politically correct and not hurt somebody's feelings. And as the title of this show is, this is Politically Incorrect News, I, <coughs> I don't care about your feelings. I don't care if I hurt somebody's feelings today by saying the things that I do because I've stayed just silent for too long. I didn't want to hurt somebody's feelings and get people all riled up over nothing. But see, that's the problem. I stayed quiet for too long too. We have ourselves to blame and we need to stop. We need to turn into that brick wall and we need to stop them from going any further. And we need to advance. We need to start pushing for our rights. We need to start pushing against this government that is trying to take them away. And we need to fight back. And if you don't want to fight back, you don't want to keep your rights, then get out of the way. But at some point, we're all going to have to unite. We're all going to have to fight. So the question is, are you on the side that's going to fight for your rights and stand up for your country to keep what you have? Or are you going to be one of those that stands in the corner in the darkest area of the room and stay quiet just so you don't hurt somebody's feelings and let them just run over you and take everything you've got? 
That's like having somebody that's trying to break into your home. And rather than you lock your house up and grab your weapon and defend yourself, you'd rather go unlock the door and let them in just so you don't hurt them and they don't hurt themselves. And let them come on in and take whatever you got. How much sense does that make? Granted, some of the things that we have just really aren't worth fighting for that we have in our home. But some of us that have fought too hard to get the things we have, we don't want to give up what we've fought so hard to get. I feel the same way about my country. We fought too hard to get the things that we have in this country. Millions have died to secure the freedoms that you have. Treason against the crown to start this country of freedom. Farmers and regular people that had never been in the military before took up arms against a royal army to fight to have the freedoms you have in this country. Against all odds, this country fought against a superior military force to come out on top to create the greatest nation in the world. And here we are in 2020, just about ready to give it all away. If our forefathers were here today, they'd be sticking their foot in everybody's behinds right now. Asking, what do you think we fought for? So I ask you, are you ready to stand? Are you ready to fight for your freedoms? I hope you are, because it's coming. And I know I'm saying the same thing that some of these people have said for many, many years. But see, here's the problem. We've never had the evidence of what was fixing to happen really be so prevalent as we do now. So you can stick your head in the sand and ignore it and wish it away. And let them come stab you in the back and take everything you have. Or you can pull your head out of the sand. Start watching what goes on around you and prepare. One of my favorite phrases from one of my favorite movies. Marvel movies at that. If you've ever seen The Punisher, the first Punisher movie, he says something in that movie that when I heard it, I've remembered it ever since. 
Sigvis Pacum Parabellum. It's Latin. It means, if you want peace, prepare for war. Do you want peace? If you do, go ahead and prepare for war. Now I went over on my time a lot today because my rant was just too long. But I hope that I'm not the only one feeling this way. I hope somebody out there hears this and I hope you take it to heart. We don't need to stand alone anymore. There is enough of us to stand together against what's coming. We need to stand against the tyrannical people that are trying to take control of this country. Thomas Jefferson himself said, From time to time, the tree of liberty needs to be refreshed with the blood of the patriots and tyrants. And I have a feeling that with what's coming, that the tree of liberty is about to be quenched. Because I have a feeling that there's a massive amount of war and fighting fixing to go on. I hope you're on board and I hope you're ready. I don't want to fight. I'd rather stay home with my family, continue working and going about my daily life. But I have to think about the possibility that I might have to fight my way towards freedom. And you should be thinking about it too. So in all that, after a long rant, I'm going to say the same thing I always say when closing out. Stay safe. Keep your family safe. Pray. And God bless America. Have a good one. Honestly, y'all have been killing my confidence. All of the negative comments and gossip. It's hard to imagine the stress that I'm under. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for all of this. I'm sorry for spitting the truth. Sorry for dissing that dude. Sorry for missing the point of the criticism. I was blinded by diamonds and loot. I apologize to all you guys. Y'all were right. I was out my mind. I went too far. I did too much. The haters were right when they said I suck. I did my best. It did nothing for me. I gave my guts and got lost in glory. I'm standing here while you sit before me. There's nothing left but to say I'm sorry. I don't know anybody and apologize.
mythology I don't have no regrets in my biology Reload and shoot for the stars, y'all look like astronomy No one as hot as me, copy me commonly Wannabes, y'all are so shockingly comedy Carry the weight of my songs all on top of me I will not break, I'm not made out of pottery Bury your bodies on acres of property Place them at angles like sacred geometry Down with the modesty, everything I drop is quality Promise, like honestly, follow me I ain't gonna stop with the hits, come rock with the kid I'm blocked like Pac with a bin, I'm a god with a pen No cops at the crib, got guap cause I'm awesome at this Underrated, overpaid, they hate it Complicated calculations made to rake the paper Razor sharp like Lazy Freddy versus Jason Angels in my heart of Satan in the basement Brains and handsome faces, what has made me famous Great imagination, fatal combination Labels holler daily, I've been on vacation Basic translation is I don't give a fuck Sorry, I got a point of view It's like a pistol you don't want to point at you Y'all are annoying, dude Y'all are like rats racing in a gas chamber Y'all can't avoid a fuse Y'all in a cage lock My deranged thoughts are like Ray Charles Waving chainsaws Get your brain chopped in the eight parts Till your face off Hit the graveyard on my days off I just cock aim and I spray shots Till your legs lock and your veins pop In a day's work, y'all get laid off My girl shot every single fucking video My heart wrote every single fucking song Y'all are my children, my kids will be indigo Obviously I'm a fucking god Rock with me awfully cocky Cocking the goblin, shot Gunning coffee, slaughtering lots and I'm offering coffins to anyone caught that can sloppy about me Yeah, come rock with the kid, young poppin' and rich, got dollars, I'm coppin' the drip I'm donning the armor and authoring honor while bombing the targets that karma has missed Hey, y'all don't comprehend, I'm often on the mend I'm depressed a lot, I've wrecked a lot of people who were friends I've been anxious, I've had breakdowns that were all inside my head I regret a lot of things, now I won't stop till I'm avenged Who's there? Y'all fucked around and let death in I'm John Lennon, I'm Michael Jackson, I'm Cobain, I'm Zeppelin Your best friends are dead ends, your best bets are far-fetched Your next best, I'm a gold trophy, your death threats were ghost stories